Hello, ladies. You are listening to the Saludable Latina Women's Health and Wellness Podcast with Lilia Gomez-Ash. The Saludable Latina podcast started with the intention to raise awareness about a variety of women's health topics, but then I quickly realized that the wellness journey is full of transitions. So I expanded my mission to include topics such as spirituality, health, and wellness. I am more focused to bring authentic conversations with real women as well as health and wellness experts for their insights for growth in the wellness journey. I hope that you find all the guests that come to the Saludable Latina community as people who are doing purposeful, intentional work. They are smart and they are passionate and they have a dynamic point of view when it comes to the wellness space. So I hope that you're able to learn something from the conversations, from the health tips, or the conversations that we have from women to women. Are you ready for the new episodes? Well then, let's get started. So before we get started with tonight's episode, I want to share what I'm holding in my hand. It's a little snack snack, or it's either something to do with pebbles. Well, what I'm actually holding in my hand is Nature's Path Organic Flax Plus Red Berry Crunch Cereal. This is a cereal that my husband and I devour. We eat it and we enjoy it. It gives us a good balanced meal with 25 grams of whole grains per serving, six grams of protein per serving, and five grams of fiber per serving. Not only is it delicious, but it's excellent source of ALA omega-3s. And it also has ingredients such as fried dried berry blend, freeze dried strawberries, freeze dried raspberries, flax seeds, barley malt extract, natural strawberry flavor, and so much more. And if you're trying to find a good cereal, but you're not trying to eat like the Lucky Charms and the Cocoa Puffs and who knows what else with the mainstream um, cereal industry, which is high packed in additional sugars, try to look at Sprouts. They have several cereals uh, along with, I believe Trader Joe's, they have cereals too. It's obviously gonna be less in sugar, but you're gonna get more gains with other ingredients and other minerals versus just sugar, sugar, sugar. And so the reason I wanted to share this cereal is because we're gonna talk about a topic in tonight's episode that everyone is dealing with on a daily basis because we're often eating things and we don't know if it might be affecting our middle area. So to get to know more about what I'm referencing Tune in. Listas? Let's get it started. Un, dos, tres. All right, ladies, welcome back to another podcast episode. In this week's episode, we have a very special guest who's actually very knowledgeable in the gut health area. Her name is Amanda Salceda. ¿Cómo estás? I am good. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on board is because I often get the question about I'm bloated, I'm constipated, I don't know (laughs) what's wrong with me. And I'm thinking, okay, we need to have an expert come on to the podcast and talk about gut health and the importance of having a healthy gut. But before we get started with the episode, Amanda, can you let us know a little bit about yourself and mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and just a little background on what a registered dietitian is. So in the state of California, oh, excuse me, coughing. 
in the state of California, anybody um, can call themselves nutritionist. But when you see somebody that has the credential of RD next to their name, or you'll see RDN, that means that they've gone through a four-year program to get their degree in nutrition and then completed an internship and then passed a test and have ongoing continuing education. So nutrition is forever changing. I feel like you hear in the news something and someone will ask me about it. I'm like, I haven't heard about it yet. Like it's always changing, (laughs) which is really cool, but also like kind of annoying because I feel like I can never stay on track sometimes because there's Mm -hmm. so much stuff. Yes. An abundance of topics and health issues too, that a registered dietitian can have so much knowledge, um, but it's also very important to dissect those areas, right? Oh, totally. And there's areas in nutrition that I'm like, don't ask me. <laughs> like, let me find you somebody that knows this because because nutrition is just so wide reaching. There's so many areas. We definitely get um, a good general background in our education. But then after that, we kind of are able to specialize. And so the area that I've specialized in that I focus in on is gut health. So like if someone were to come and ask me about kidney stones, I'm like, nope, not your girl. Let me find you (laughs) somebody else because I cannot help you there. So I focus in on those issues that you kind of mentioned at the beginning, like the bloating, the constipation. I talk about poop all the time because it's just so uh, telling about what's going on inside of our body. And I really got into gut health because I had my own kind of gut issues and I had family members who had gut issues. And then you kind of kind of find out that everybody has like a gut issue, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether Absolutely. it's mild or, you know, more uh, severe. And no one really talks about it, but everyone at one point in their life has had like diarrhea or constipation or whatever. And so it affects all of us. I mean, we all poop. And so (laughs) I think gut health, like that's kind of how I started to dive into that world of gut health was having my own issues and then having family members that had their own issues But also I have a background in mindful eating and intuitive eating, which is actually my first interest even before I got into gut health. Mm. I was really fascinated, not with like, not fascinated. I don't know if that's a good word. Um, I think diets are dumb. Let me just put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) I realized early on as a nutrition student how futile dieting was. And how prevalent it is. And there's this just whole disconnect with our body when we put ourselves on a diet. We kind of disconnect from our body's body signals. And so my first love was rejecting the idea that diets work and helping people tune back in to listen to their body and building that body awareness and learning to like recognize hunger cues and fullness cues and never really wanting or ever wanting to put someone like on a, okay, here, here's your 1200 calorie diet. Um, eat your, you know, like you read in magazine, eat your chicken breast with no skin and your brown rice, not white rice, <laughs> and, you know, and your steamed broccoli, like how boring. And so, yeah, that was my first love is, is mindful eating, intuitive eating, listening to the body. And then, and then it was gut health. And, and now I've kind of evolved into combining both of those interests. At first, I was just like, oh, how does this work? Like, how does mindful eating work with gut health? And then 
it really kind of clicked. Like our gut is more than just our digestion and feeling bloated and, or constipated. Like that's definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also like about listening to your intuition, you know, Absolutely. honoring mm-hmm. your inner knowing. And, and that is also can play a role with like being mindful of it and building that awareness, which is where that mindful eating kind of piece came in. And so now I've kind of developed my method or yeah, I guess you said my method or my teaching style, um, what I call the mindful gut method, which is combining mindful eating with a focus on gut health, because I think our gut is just, is everything. And that is so funny. It's almost suitable to your combination of mindful and intuitive because it's almost like saying, well, what does the gut tell you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have to listen to the gut area. And with that being said, do you find that there's a prevalence of problem with more on the Latino African American compared to Caucasian? Or is it about the same that everybody just has the same type of gut health issues? I would say, you know, it's pretty same across the board. I think just now as a society, we've all kind of been disconnected with our own body mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes our, even our own traditions and things like that. We've, we've kind of gone away from some of those things. I mean, we, we all have it there present, like, oh man, don't walk down that dark alley in the middle of a place you don't, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's, there's those apparent things, but it's those subtle things. And I think it's just because we're on the move all the time. We're just always moving things around that I think it just, it's, I see it with every, everybody, quite honestly. Yeah. So basically, the gut health doesn't discriminate. Anyone goes no. through gut health. And yeah. having that said, and especially that you brought up quarantine, I know there has been a lot of families experiencing cooking more at home. Yeah. They're really not aware of the ingredients and what they're consuming. And some people are saying, I'm so bloated. I'm overeating. Yeah. I'm gassy. Um, I'm not pooping as much. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're saying we should listen to our body, what are some of the cues that we should be paying attention to if we're feeling like our gut health is off? So those those things you mentioned, I think are good signs that there could be something off, like the gassiness, the bloating, the constipation. Uh, but I will say that there is a normal and abnormal. And that's the hard part is like figuring out where the lines cross, right? What is normal gas? Because there is normal gas, like we all past gas like it's a thing (laughs) yeah but there gets a point where it's happening more often like it's happening frequently if there's pain involved whether like passing gas is painful or it feels trapped or you know it's you haven't pooped in over three days it's it's like the rule of three it's like you don't want to poop more than three times a day and you don't want to go more than three days without pooping those are, I think, uh, two kind of parameters. Like, is it painful? Is it really uncomfortable? Is it starting to interfere with your life? Are you having to think twice, you know, about what you're eating? I think those are signs um, that you can use or markers you can use to think, okay, maybe I need to dig deeper here and, and see what's going on. Does that kind of answer your question? Absolutely. Um, especially when you just stated you need to identify the markers about what your body is signaling when it yeah. comes down to like what you just mentioned, the, the what did you call it? The mm-hmm. three rule? Oh, rule of three. Yeah. So you the don't want to go more than three days without a bowel movement. Ideally though, you want to poop every day, but you don't want to mm-hmm. go more than three days without having one. And you don't want to like poop more than three times a day. 
a single day. So having said that, I know I get this question from some patients is what if I only have one poop throughout mm-hmm. the whole day? Is that healthy or not healthy? Yeah, I think one poop once a day, like great. I think that's great. Perfect. Yeah. I think um, taking out the trash. Right? <laughs> well, if it's overflowing, we, we got to make sure we got to take it out sooner. Yeah. Right? And the same thing goes with like holding the gas and holding, mm-hmm. holding our back, like going to number two. I know people do this a lot Yeah, and to be working, you know, and, and mm-hmm. our, all of a sudden we're feeling like this uncomfortableness and we're like, okay, another minute, another couple more seconds. And mm-hmm. we're like holding it. And I know mm-hmm. that's not good. So eventually we end up being a little bit more constipated because we're kind of holding from having that bowel. Yeah. Um, what are some signs of an unhealthy gut besides constipation and gas? What are some of the things that you actually come across when you're consulting with a client or mm-hmm. seeing a patient? Like what well, has been some really light symptoms and some severe symptoms of unhealthy gut? That's a really good question. One of the things that I look at maybe not a sign or symptom that you might like kind of think of off the top of your head, but something I think of is what is their obviously diet because nutrition, hello, but what does their diet look like on an average day? You know, how many servings of fruits and vegetables are they getting? You know, if they were to like imagine everything you ate yesterday or today, and if you were to split it up in food groups on one big plate, so you had fruit in one section, veggies in another section, protein in another section, would half of this big plate be fruits and vegetables? And if it isn't, then there's room to improve. And I include my, this is like a quick check-in that I do with myself, that I do with my clients that you can easily do in like 30 seconds, you know, kind of picture everything you ate because when you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, like you're getting in a lot of fiber and most of us are honestly lacking in it. Mm-hmm. And so fiber is like one of those things that is just so good for our gut. It's like lifting weights for our gut. It gives us a workout. So that's one thing. Um, I Maybe on like the more mild side, other mild things. So the area in gut health too that I also specialize in. So I have like this mindful gut piece that is part of everything I do. But then there are people that have more pressing concerns like food sensitivities. And so food sensitivities is where I actually spend a lot of my time with them. The majority of my clients right now are working or having some type of food sensitivity. And so a great way to kind of explain what a food sensitivity is. I think we've all like, okay, okay. Imagine this. Imagine you go to the fair or like a carnival or something like that. Mm -hmm. You smell so good, right? I mean, I don't know if we're going to have a fair, a summer fair. Anyways, sorry, getting off track. But no, like, no, 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 completely. We don't even know if the fair is going to happen, but we right? don't know that the fair is like, oh, that good, greasy, yeah. delicious, high calorie, high sugar, high everything. Love it, right? And the gut's like, oh, mm-hmm. after. And then you're trying to think to yourself, like, what did I eat? But re- when in reality, it could have been so many things, right? Because you just like had fun at the fair. But Sometimes people can feel like that all the time and they never went to like the fair. Mm -hmm. They can feel like their gut is off and they know what food is bugging them, but they just don't know what it is. That's a very good point. I help people uncover those food sensitivities. Like what are those foods that could be triggering their symptoms? And food sensitivities show up in so many different areas of our body. 
Um, some people specialize in food sensitivities with skin. Some people specialize looking at food sensitivities with arthritis, uh, like inflammation, like more inflammatory things. I look at how food sensitivities affect the gut. And so it could express some, it could like show up in their body as like chronically having loose bowel movement, like diarrhea or chronically constipated, or they feel bloated or uh, what else are some big ones? Mm, you know, that one that I see quite often appear that's not necessarily digestive related is like low energy or brain fog. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see that like it's hard for them to focus What's also interesting, another area that I will often see improve, but not really the reason they came to see me, is their environmental allergies. So like right now, my allergies are kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those will improve or they'll notice uh, their skin improve, like their eczema and things like that. So I think when you work on the gut, it's like a domino effect. You can see all these other areas of the body start to improve, like like the skin, um, like their allergies, you know, maybe their joints will feel better too. So to answer your question, there's so many, I don't know, it, it's so wide reaching. But I think it always goes because everybody at one point can say like, oh, you know, my skin got a little red or whatever. But it's that point where it's like always there. It's always present. You know, something's wrong. I think that goes back to like listening to your gut. You know, it's Um, funny that you bring that up, if you don't mind me. um, No, go ahead. Growing up with friends, yeah. I remember a couple of my friends always had these rashes behind their their arms, like this red just Mm -hmm. rashes. And I always wonder like, you Mm -hmm. know, oh, that's normal. Or they'll say, oh, it's normal. That's just how, yeah, how I am. Exactly. And they yeah. realized that perhaps they were consuming something their whole life that was triggering yeah. that reaction in their body. So I love the fact that you brought that up, that it does trigger your body in different areas because we're unaware of this in the community because we think and mm-hmm. in, in some mindsets, we think it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just so interesting. Like when when your family normalizes it, when you normalize it, and it's like oh, not a big deal. But yeah, it could be food. But it's also I think I try to like really present like a balanced viewpoint because what if you enjoy that food and you're fine with the rash and it doesn't really affect you? You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. <laughs> You know, that is so true, though. Like someone was telling me, I'm going to live with this rash for the rest of my life because, you know, I will never, never, yeah. never cut off cheese. And yeah. I'm thinking, but it's making you have flare ups. And why would you consume something if it's affecting your body? And so, yeah. so we have this mindset, taking it back to mindful eating and, yeah. and you know, intuitive eating. We have this mindset of I'm, I'm able to tolerate it. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a custom of to this toleration, right? Which I find very like um, interesting. And also the fact that you include mindful and intuitive eating is really important because we really have to pay close attention to mm-hmm. what are we consuming in our bodies as to how our bodies are reacting. But also to yeah. you mentioned, this can also cause fatigue. Yeah. Most people are low in energy because mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot of people think that fast food is real food. Mm. Yeah. And it's, you're right. And, and I like to tell people too, like, Hey, you know what? I get it. Like we all like fast food. It's, it's a part of our life. I eat fast food. Um, can I just talk about how I like, this is not an ad, but I really like the bean burritos from Del Taco. And so (laughs) 
<laughs> you you know what? We all have a guilty pleasure <laughs> on fast food. And it's like you said, we're not going to completely cut off, but we like to enjoy it every once in a while. It's just yeah. not on a daily basis. I think the effect is when someone <laughs> consumes fast food on a daily basis. Yes. And yeah. and yeah, like definitely don't want to consume it on a daily basis. And then when I do eat it, like sometimes I'll just eat you know, the bean burrito, but sometimes I'll like try to beef it up and like beef it up and ask myself, like, what can I add? What can I add to my life? You know, what can I add to this just to like boost it a little bit? Can I have a piece of fruit on the side with it instead of French fries? Can I get a side? Can I make a salad at home really quick and have a salad with the bean burrito? So I think coming, I, I really like to try to come from the point of what can I add to my diet versus taking away? Because I think the other thing that we can swing to is when we focus so much on restriction or taking away things, it's kind of like when you're a teenager and your parent says like, hey, you can't go out. And then like you hear your, you know, your bedroom door opens late at night so you can sneak out. It's like you want to do those things that you can't do. And so if you really want to try to focus on like lasting change, like really focus in on the positive things, which is hard to do. The word restriction just in general, yeah. it puts a lot of um, pressure on some folks. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's and a really great point. Yeah. It puts so much pressure to the point where they're like, well, if you're restricting so much, I don't even know if I want to do this as a game changer. Mm-hmm. And and it all goes back to how you're including mindful, intuitive, and mm-hmm. also just listening, right, to the yeah. individual to see where are their concerns and how we can help support. Yeah, um, not restricting, but what can we add? That's such yeah. a perfect way to say it. What can we add that you're yeah. lacking in? And so that's yeah. a, a really great transition to be able to do that. As a gut health expert, mm-hmm. What are some good recommended high in fiber foods, especially for someone who constantly has gas, who, who yeah. perhaps maybe experience extreme diarrhea, especially now that we find out with the COVID-19 outbreak that diarrhea can be part of one of the symptoms? Mm-hmm. Well, what will be some recommendations to be able to alleviate some of that gas, constipation, and diarrhea when it comes down to fiber intake or certain mm-hmm. food groups that you can recommend to someone just off the bat? Yeah. So real quick though, like with diarrhea, uh, I just want to point out stress can also cause that. <laughs> and so, girl. girl. <laughs> um, and so if you're stressed out by listening to the news about COVID and then how diarrhea could be a symptom and then all of a sudden you're like getting diarrhea, it might be like psychosomatic. So I just want right. to point that out. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. Everything yeah. does come down to our psychology and how yeah. our body responds to those mm-hmm. reactions and emotions. And yeah. Good point. So yeah, I was like, it's so interesting because yeah, gut health is not just affected by food. Obviously, it totally is, but it's also you know how we feel, our mind, that mind gut connection. But um, yeah, to answer your question, so I would say you know if someone is experiencing um, diarrhea, gas, bloating, I don't know if there's like a food group per se that across the board would be great for them because mm-hmm. what I find is everyone's gut is so unique. What works for me may not work for you and vice versa. And I like to give the example, a really kind of personal example. Um, people get a little learn about my body. Oh, well, if you don't want to learn about it, just close yours. So if I eat a lot of bell pepper, I'll get constipated. 
So if I were to eat down, like sit down and have like a big plate of fajitas, like that's going to be a, you're like, girl, (laughs) but like for like you, you're like, okay, I'll take your bell pepper portion. But you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's so individual. So what I suggest instead of, I can, I can totally give you some of my favorite fiber foods. I'll I'll talk about that. But if somebody um, is experiencing a lot of digestive issues, my first recommendation is actually, and my best recommendation is to start keeping a food diary and use a food diary and writing down how, what you're eating and how it makes you feel, start building that awareness, start building in that mindfulness so that you can uncover and learn your unique you know, how unique, like how food affects you uniquely. And I actually have a free um, food diary template and I can send you the link. So if people want that um, to get them started, but that I think is a really good place to start, like the number one place to start. But my favorite fiber foods, I have a couple. Avocado is a big one. Yeah. Avocados. Low key, a really great fiber food. And um. Who doesn't love avocado? Like some people don't. I do. Mm-hmm. So avocado is a great one. Uh, chia seeds, I think, are another great one. And you can add chia in like a chia pudding. You can add chia seeds to your drink. You can add chia seeds in waffles. Like there's so many ways to add it. And chia seeds, avocado, flax is another one. So ground flax, which is a pretty way, uh, pretty easy way to sneak in some fiber, like even topping it on your oatmeal in the morning is a great way. Ooh, another fiber food that's also really good for like managing blood sugar is uh, blueberries or like berries in general are really good fiber foods and delicious. And I always say like go, I think I tell people to go with frozen berries quite often because regular just like fresh while they're great they also go bad really fast and so um people sometimes are a little nervous about eating frozen foods because they don't think they're as healthy as fresh and they totally are especially with berries so those are a couple of my favorite fiber foods thank you so much for sharing those couple of tips um especially when it came down to the food diary i think that is really important i think that's something that i need to start doing because not too long ago Mm -hmm. i was able to consume two percent uh, milk and yeah. I noticed in the transition of the outbreak my body was just just not able to consume it anymore and so I was actually thinking like okay what am I eating that's making yeah. me so upset and just like you said I wasn't watching the news because I wasn't trying to stress the body and the mind but I realized okay I've been eating oatmeal I've been, mm-hmm. two, I've been adding two percent milk mm-hmm. and then it was like a little light bulb just went okay that means dairy is no longer part of my nutritional yeah. intake. And so I had to figure out and find a substitute and I switched to like almond non-dairy. Mm-hmm. And my stomach has just been flawlessly really happy. So oh, good. girl, thank you. <laughs> but it is very important, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. items and food items that are rich in fiber. Um, and thank you so much for being able to share that. Amanda, in your wellness journey, Mm-hmm. When you were finding out about your gut and finding out your wellness, what were some books that you actually read that helped you in, in this transition of trying to understand what gut health meant to you? So I'm actually going to give a book recommendation that's kind of maybe like, really? So I actually think with gut health, 
yes, obviously digestion is part of it, but I think really just listening and tuning back into our body, I just stress that so much because we've become ha- we've become so disconnected. So the book that really changed the game for me and, and is actually one of the first books I read as a nutrition student goes back to that mindful eating that I think plays a huge role in gut health. So I love the book Intuitive Eating. And intuitive eating is the, is the title. And there's actually also a workbook that they just came out with, with exercises to help kind of build that body awareness again. So I think that can be a great starting point. And you're, it's not necessarily like, oh, to me, I, I, it, it kind of seems like a roundabout way in talking about gut health, but I think it's so powerful. That book is one of my favorites favorite book. Awesome. Any other book recommendations that perhaps maybe not related to gut health, but something that helped you along your wellness journey that really inspired you to say, you know, mindful practice and intuitive practice is really important as part of the road that you actually took to being able to specialize in gut health? Yeah, I was trying to think of another book. And honestly, I don't have a specific book. But what I will say that has also really helped me personally and a lot of my clients is like going to the library again, you know, post, post quarantine um, <laughs> and checking out a bunch of different cookbooks because it's one thing to talk about nutrition and it's another to eat food. Right. And so getting out of your comfort zone of having like the same meals. I mean, we've all grown up and we all have our standard dishes, but variety is the best thing for gut health, getting a variety of foods. And sometimes we kind of get stuck eating the same things. So just exploring different cookbooks and really exploring different ways to make food, I think can be such a big help for your gut. Wow. Thank you for that tip. That's very knowledgeable. Um, And also to to the fact, go to the libraries after post quarantine, (laughs) because the library has all these books and we don't realize what we have until we go on site and explore. Having that said, I know you have something that you're setting up to share with your audience and your listeners and your viewers, and Mm -hmm. you're setting up like, I believe it's a guide and or one-on-one consultations. What is it called? So I have a new program that I'm coming out with that's based on that mindful gut method that you mentioned, and it's called the 30-Day Gut Reset, and it includes two one-on-one sessions with me, but it also is really built on this method of tuning back into the body and also listening to our gut and kind of helping uncover some of those gut issues. So like we'll be using a food diary with it. I'll help, I'll help you lead through the way um, of uh, kind of digging into the food diary to see how food is affecting your gut. Um, another part of, or pillar of my method is kitchen confidence. And so we'll talk, we'll spend a week talking about kitchen and building your, you know, your repertoire. <laughs> and, and so that's why I mentioned cookbooks because I think it's really important to talk about the practical side of nutrition it's not just theory, you know, it's, it's how we can put it into practice. And with practice being said, uh, one of the other parts of working with me and working in this 30 day gut reset is purpose over perfection. I am not the food police. I am not here to judge you. I, uh, like I said, Del Taco, bean burritos, like I get you. <laughs> I love that. Cause you know, we all, we all have that guilty yeah. pleasure. We're doing the drive through and we're like, oh, let's order something for today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's all about how you eat. You're eating with intention. It's about 
you know, why you're doing it versus trying to attain something that's impossible. Perfection is impossible. There's no such thing as a perfect gut, a perfect health, a perfect body. It's a journey. And so in this 30-day gut reset, I I really want to give you tools so that you can take this and do it on your own. I'm I'm just here as your, your gut guide, you know, to kind of help you through this. And uh, because I have a, I try to really have a holistic approach to nutrition. I have a yoga therapist who created some really amazing, super easy yoga flows. Like you don't have to twist yourself into a pretzel and you get sent one of those each week. And a really good friend of mine who's a therapist also created some great meditations. And so each week you also will get sent a meditation to kind of build, you know, that mind, help with that mind gut, that stress. I mean, who couldn't use a little quiet time? Well, I mean, we have a lot of quiet time, but like, (laughs) you know, actually it's a good time to do it because we're often so busy. We're on the go or we're Mm -hmm. on the go, 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 go that we're Mm -hmm. kind of missing those cues. Mm -hmm. I just thought of something when you were mentioning like your mindful gut method Mm -hmm. um, and the guides of having a yoga therapist and the meditation. I was thinking of something that's like, oh, like go within the gut. That kind of sounded pretty awesome. <laughs> That's a good little tagline. I yeah, like that. Go within the gut to explore, yeah. you know, your body. And um, mm-hmm. I love that. So if people wanted to participate in your 30-day gut health reset, mm-hmm. where can they find you? Yeah, um, you can find the link on my Instagram or my website. And so my Instagram is at guthealth.nutritionist or my website, which is my name, which is amandasalcida.com. Um, and it's S-A-U-C-E-D-A. And yeah, and also too, like you mentioned my guide, I have a free five days to better gut health guide that you can get off my website too as well. And oh, I also have that food diary too, that free food diary template. So yeah, I think those are just great tools. And in that guide, I also link out to a lot of other like tools and YouTube videos to help you get started. I kind of curated some um, stuff out there to really get you going and kind of put you on the, uh, on, you know, your best foot forward. (laughs) Awesome. So there you go, ladies. You heard it from Amanda herself that she's created a platform to help guide you in the direction of being able to get to know what's going on in your body and what are you consuming on a mindful, intuitive perspective that's not going to make you feel like you're being restricted, but more understanding of what are you consuming to kind of help you guide and prepare yourself. So make sure if you're wanting to know more, to follow her on her social media platforms. If people wanted to email you, Amanda, where can they email you? Oh, yeah. They can just shoot me an email, amanda at amandasalcida.com, or they can send me a DM on Instagram, and I'll get back to them. Perfect. And then I'll be linking up the books to the podcast, so ladies, don't stress. I will be linking that (laughs) up. And Amanda is approachable and reachable through Instagram. That's how I got a hold of her, and I was like, "Uh uh-huh, let's talk to Amanda. (laughs) So she will be available. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday. What is yeah. it? What is it Tuesday? It's a Tuesday. It's I know. Tuesday. It's all blending together. Yes. Tuesday evening to be able to talk about your gut health. And once again, make sure to reach out. Make sure to download her templates and look at her 30-day gut health reset program because I think this will be very beneficial for a lot of people who are wanting to alleviate any of the symptoms that they might be experiencing mm-hmm. in the gut area. Thank you so much. Thank you.